I got on YouTube one day many, many years ago, probably six years ago, and up popped a suggested video on my homepage. I clicked it, I watched it, and I was hooked. The video was going in depth with the person actually doing business and talking about topics that not many people were talking about, like how all roads lead to real estate, how to invest your money for 16% returns, the power of consistency, classism, networking and connecting through conferences and volunteering, and middlemen template businesses, and so much more. I had already had a business that I built and sold by then, but those videos introduced me to so many different ideas, mindset shifts, opportunities, and I'm still reaping the benefits of that today. And those things have all allowed me to do less. I am Shanice Miller, and welcome to my podcast, Do Less. Yes, that's right, Do Less. It used to be cool to work 60 hours a week, but the world has gotten smarter and realized why spend more time to make the same or less money. I help small business owners build systems and processes to help them scale and find more time for themselves and their families. I'm going to provide you the best practices and all the tools and tips to scale your business. Welcome to my show. So Erica Williams, I am so excited. Thank you so much for coming on the show. For sure. Thank you for having me. Listen, anytime someone says do less, I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. Less yes. is more. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all for doing less too. So I know you've had multiple businesses in different industries. Mm -hmm. Can you think of a recent time when you realized you had a problem with hiring and systems? Man, you know, <laughs> uh, I'm currently doing a lot of new construction. And what, what I learned is like, it's like word of mouth referral. Like, hey, I got a cousin. I got a buddy. I got a this person. And you're like, hey, what's how can I re research these people? Right. You're just sending me yeah. a name and a, a phone number. It's just a random. <laughs> and so uh, what I learned is a, a process of of research is like, oh, where, well, what job site is he at right now? So then I would just drive over to the job site, see the quality of work. Oh yeah, he sent me over or Jeff sent me over or Ruben sent me over or Rike sent me over. And so it would eliminate a lot of the guessing. Because mm -hmm. see, most of the time what people don't understand is I used to work at Lowe's as a manager years ago, many, many moons ago. The guys who are busy and working are the best. The guy you see hanging around Lowe's and Home Depot, he may be just starting out. He may give you pretty good work, but he's not as good as somebody who's already at a job site. So that is one of those shortcuts for if you're looking for good contractors. If you see somebody working on a house, stop. <laughs> stop. They love showing you they work because sometimes people unappreciate. They're in an unappreciated field and they love showing you like, I just did this. Look, look, look. And so now you can see with your own eyes the quality of work that person provides and, and their behavior on the job site. That's such a hot tip. But how much time is that really taking you to like run around and do all of that? Well, the crazy part about it is I usually reserve it for Sundays or Saturdays, right? Because the guys who are working Sunday or Saturday are, are craftsmen, right? Because they can come in and out, knock it out and be done. So if it's a Sunday and I like looking at new homes anyway in Texas, it, it just happens to cross my path usually. And I'm in Austin, Texas. We have construction going everywhere. <laughs> so it's not as hard. And even if you're in a city like Atlanta or parts of Florida, you can swing by a few new construction sites just one day a week. And build your, your Rolodex, because if they're doing great work, they have a friend that does great work. Then they have a cousin that does great work. And you could build out a whole team that way. 
I like that. So, because not too, I haven't really heard that like going on a Saturday or a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Every time, you know, we're all trying to stick to that nine to five schedule, not necessarily, but it does make sense. The person who's really going to be that hard worker, they're going to be working on the weekends too, mm-hmm. or they're not necessarily just going to have that rigid schedule. And then really, that's really smart popping up on them, seeing what they're doing, seeing if they're like playing around because I, I know I've had some contractors before I've done some renovations and it's like, if you're not with them doing it, they're having a beer, they're sitting down, they went to a different job they site, went to visit their cousin, they're going to come back in two hours. But yeah, they're arriving late. <laughs> and that's kind of why I choose Sundays. Like Sunday is a guy who's like, I'm trying to get in and get out because I got family stuff to do. So usually they're they're nicer, they're sharper. They're like, oh yeah, here's my work. Here you go. Here's my phone number. You you need me? Where are you at? And, and it's just a good way to get a, a firsthand person because listen, your first impression when I'm just a stranger is the best I'm gonna get from you, right? Because we can all put on a really nice face that oh yeah yeah I can do all the work I can do yeah girl I can do all this. But if I catch you at your work site in your natural habitat and how you first greet me, you don't know who I am. It, that's a perfect example of if you want to work with that person long term. I completely agree with that too. I remember with my dad and his business, he was an electrician. Mm-hmm. So his thing was always stressing the importance of having your environment clean, making sure all the wires were in this area. Yes. So like seeing and actually being in that person's area, you can see how neat that person is mm-hmm. and like how they're doing the wiring or how they're doing all of the work versus mm-hmm. when you have someone who's just kind of like throwing stuff against the wall, <laughs> you know, it might be a the little myth. bit messy. I've, I've seen it before. Yeah. <laughs> they're just throwing stuff against the wall and it's like oh you know there's no rhyme or reason to it but someone who definitely has like a more systematic approach to Mm -hmm. it they're getting the job done right there it's less errors they're not having to continue to do it over again they're doing less right so I know you were talking about with hiring um, finding more contractors is that Mm -hmm. a problem to consistently go out on those particular days you have because you have that system for going out on certain days a week, but is there an issue with the hiring that you're, you're finding? So nine times out of 10, uh, <laughs> people don't do great paperwork, right? Like, so what I always like, what ends up happening when you meet a lot of people who do construction, new construction or anything, they'll be like, Oh, I got to get these 1099s out. And it's already the next year. That guy's not picking up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's like, what work? I didn't do that. <laughs> right? <laughs> He's trying to save himself on taxes. Okay. So yes. my best thing I told people is like, get that work, that paperwork done on the front end. And he's easier to find, easier to search, easier to send his paperwork, anything you need, right? And it's just keeping quick notebook, right? Like, let's just say, you know, you're going to work with X amount of people. Go ahead and throw those forms in there. Have a couple forms mm-hmm. that you just throw to them, let them fill out. Like, hey, just fill this out before you leave, please. Thanks. Before you get done up today on your first day of work. It just saves us a lot of trouble. Uh, And I know that that's a struggle for people is paperwork. A lot of companies, death by paperwork is what I tell (laughs) you. Unfortunately, it's death by paperwork. So that is so true. And I had a client actually who came to me. He did renovation remodeling work. Mm -hmm. And that was part of their onboarding process. It was just like, these are the forms that have to go out and get filled in that we Mm -hmm. were automating for them. That got sent to all the contractors, the 1099 people they were working with, and those had to come back to us filled out before they even got hired for the job. So that was something that like really streamlined their process, made sure that it was, you know, just in place. So what other systems are you using to keep up with all of the construction work that you're doing? Because I believe it's in multiple states too, right? It is. It is. A good teamwork is is the key to that, right? Um, kind of everybody being on the same board. Uh, a great thing I use is Zapier. 
I and love I, it. And then, and then I have CRM systems that keep me up with stuff like uh, HubSpot. But it's it's because sometimes people think, oh, what do you need CRM for? Well, I need to know what step the process is in, what step the construction site's in. I need to know mm-hmm. where we at in that. And so what's my projected for my draw? All those things. And and it that's why I say it's death by paperwork because I know a guy, he won't pay his contractors until they fill out the 1099 form, right? You don't get paid mm-hmm. until you do it. So yeah. <laughs> so that solves a lot of that problem because they're like, oh, let me fill this out right now. Yes. <laughs> they, they have no problem right then and there. But really, Zapier was really great because it just reminds me of tasks because we think we know, oh, yeah, I do this on Thursday or do that on Friday. You don't. You don't remember. So go ahead and have it set up in a system that it just automatically reminds you or automatically takes you to the next step or, or it reminds you, hey, you need to make a call to this company this Thursday, you know, and it's just already in a system. And, you know, you know, if you saw me from Mike that you had on your channel, I was in a Zapier commercial last year. So that was super fun. Yes. I love that Zapier commercial, actually. I was just like, this is so good. I love the coffee yeah, that they want with it. It was fun. And Zapier is all about with helping people to do less, too, of reminding you mm-hmm. of those tasks and really kind of trying to lay out, like, depending on how you set up, but laying it out like, okay, these are some of the things you need to do t- today, as well as a project management system. I, I heard you For say sure. you use HubSpot. So I'm not the biggest, I use HubSpot, but I'm not the biggest fan of that. Um, so we had switched yeah, it's over. Okay. And it's, we have there's a ton of CRM options out there. They're just there are. one that like, I mean, if you go across the list that I would say is user-friendly, I think they're more user-friendly than some of the other options right now. You think so? I mean, cause bit. I have a ton of certifications in HubSpot too. And I was uh-huh. just like, mm. <laughs> Well, but you know, it's, it's it like depends on what people with, start off with too. Exactly. If you start or something, you get familiar with that and then you go see something else, you're like, oh, that's better. So it, it takes a minute, you know, it takes a minute. The VAs are yes. liking it, so it's easier for now. Okay. Well, as long as the VAs like it and that's what's working and they know how to use it, that's really the main thing. I know like so many people are just get so overwhelmed with HubSpot and because it does have a lot of features, a lot of integrations mm-hmm. and just different things that you can do all along the process. Um, right. But I'm just glad that you are using ASA because that's really my main thing. Like it makes things a lot easier, streamlines mm-hmm. them just to have like a CRM or a certain system because it's helping you track your leads that yep. you're getting in, who you're talking to, sending you those reminders of mm-hmm. you need to reach out to this person again for follow up, whether it is a contractor or if it's an investor, because I'm sure you probably are you know, right. getting some money together Our as money well lenders, to invest. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think the, the best CRM is the system you use. And I know it that is. sounds crazy, but people, if you started right with a sheet, a pen and paper, that's the best system you got. That's what you have. But yes. our key is to do, as you say in your podcast, do less, right? How can we do less? The best thing we can do is, is kind of take inventory of what we do in a day. And how can some of this stuff be automated, right? It's just very simple. Like the reason I like Zapier is just it had so many connections to things that I was like, oh yeah, it can post here. It can send me a MailChimp email. It can do a couple of different things for me, right? Yes. So the biggest thing I think for people is writing down a detailed list of what they do in a day. Because people think they do, oh, I do this or that. No, you don't. You haven't really inventoried yourself. Oh, I work out five times a week. Do you? Or do you do you track that? You know, that's what those Fitbits do. But it all comes down from like having some kind of accountability of your systems. And I like that you said tracking it because it also goes in alignment with what are your targets? Mm -hmm. What are the things that you are actually working for? Because then that's how you reverse engineer to say like, these are the things that I really need to do each day, Mm -hmm. not the things that I'm just playing around and filling up my time with, or, you know, that really aren't moving the needle forward, but they're actually helping my business 
to go forward faster. Yeah. Um, Cause I know I've been guilty of this in the past too, yeah. with like saying, Oh, I'm working on my business. I'm watching YouTube videos. I'm, I'm getting Instagram, education. Get <laughs> <laughs> I'm out here responding. No, you're getting lost. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's, and that's kind of why, like even the task writing tasks for yourself, once you get past a, a stage of like, Oh, I have so many tasks. I'm just going to delegate them. Well now don't fill your ta- your time up with like time fillers. Like, really try to go go produce new income for your company. And and depending on whatever company that somebody's that could be podcasts, that could be interviews, that could be uh social media, that could be phone calls, whatever it is. They're they're they need to kind of control that time because what happens as business owners, oh man, we're so busy, we're so busy. Well then we hire a few people on staff and now we're just I'm not gonna say we're lazy, but we're like, ah, oh, you know, <laughs> so much break. No, what brings in the income to the business? What what is a revenue generating activity, basically? Yeah. What are your top three tasks that you would have on your daily schedule? Man, uh, you know what? It's funny, but I say it's, it's called manage the manager, right? Whether it's my property managers, whether it's on-site managers, whether it's VAs, like what tasks, because some, some, so many things are automated at this point. So what tasks are they supposed to be doing today? Are they on top of it? Did you get those reports into me? Sometimes I'll be like, what reports? I'm like, I know there's some kind of reports due today, right? <laughs> um. The the best thing out of my schedule, I think, is manage the manager, check over the accounts, and and kind of pinpoint ways we want to grow. Is there, uh, like, prime example, I got my VA the other day, send me back every black tech uh, conference that is for the next year. Now I'm going to review the list of what I can maybe speak at, maybe I can just go to, maybe I can be a sponsor of. These are things that are income generating because it's creating new partnerships and new opportunities to meet other business owners in different, different, you know, capacities of things I need and want. So that's a short answer of it, but that's usually what I think it's, you should be looking for income generating opportunities in your day. Okay. So what was like your biggest income generating opportunity that you did that really propelled your business? Man, you know, at the beginning of my business, I did a lot of collaborations. Uh, so I went on Dr. Boy's Watkins channel and mm. I literally had over 600 paid phone consultations to the point that I had to like at the time quit the job I had because I could not fulfill all of them and I was like this was before I knew concepts of refunds and scheduling and Calendly but it led me to Calendly right so uh and then another collaboration is like I did a lot of partnerships where I would go do speaking engagements right where I'm gonna go speak here in Virginia I'm gonna speak here in California well I go to California we didn't even have it properly planned right I go speak over 80 people show up at this location. It, wow. And it was like, we weren't even prepared for that. We were prepared for like 10, 20 people, you know? So it, it's one of those things where you have to really like know what generates income and why does those those events generate income? It's putting a name to a face. It's kind of putting a footprint in a city, a different city each time you go. So I did, I even did an event in DC. I did an event in Atlanta, right? So you when you have, uh, when you look at your numbers of students, right? So I've got over like, I think 15,000 students at this point. But when I look at the data, it's like my number one cities were in California. My number two cities were in New York. I talked the most crap about uh, California and New York, but that's funny. <laughs> and number three was like Ohio. Number four was like D.C. Number five was like Florida. Number six was like Alabama. Right. So now I know from my numbers, if I'm going to plan an event, now I know to go to that particular city, that particular area, and also run up my email list. Hey, I'm going to be in D.C. this date. Stuff like that. I love that because you are actually using the data. It's a, what we usually put in place for a lot of clients are like a sales tracking system. 
to really pinpoint because a lot of people don't know where their people are coming from, where their sales are coming from. I have talks with people who even are making like seven figures or high six figures. And they're like, oh, you know, it, it just comes. And I'm like, where? <laughs> you don't have no, that. No, stop. <laughs> what happens is that <laughs> that's a great place to be, but a bad place to be. Because what happens is someone tries to come behind you and figure it out. Like you hire new people. But even when you hire those people, you're going to lose those people because you don't know. Yes. Right. So now you got them on tasks that don't make sense because you don't know, does this bring in people? What brings in people? You don't know. So it's a oh. it's a bad model for <laughs> at some point you got to figure out, OK, where do these people come from? That kind of thing. So or so you're looking at the person like I hired you to do these tasks and now they're not generating results. So you must be doing it wrong because I've heard right. that a lot as well with yep. going through people. And it's like you're not training the person properly to be the best that they can be mm -hmm. and do at this position in your company, you're expecting them to just come in and to be able to just do it. But you have to really talk and tell them like, these are how we do it. This is how we found success for what I do. And these are the pinpoints, the metrics, whatever it is that we need to look in. So I love that you actually know, and you were tracking that, okay, these are the cities, the states that I go to. And I know that this is where majority of my clients are. So I can go back there and keep doing it instead of doing some of the things that are maybe fun, but they're not going to produce those same results. For sure. For sure. Right now, I'm still like, I still owe Cal Concord, California a redo, right? Because pandemic came, I couldn't do my event. So I closed it. And to this day, it's like, hey, when are you coming back to California? But not just anywhere in California, Concord, California, where a thousand students exist. So I'm like, I didn't even know. So I went to Afrotech in Oakland. I'm walking down the street with Terry Egioma of Travel and Trade, right? And so we're we're walking, and this lady in her Uber is like, yo, Erica Williams. I was like, yes. <laughs> right? I'm just terrified. I'm in Oakland, right? She's like, my daughter loves your channel. I was like, thanks. Have a great day. And I wave, I wave. Like, you know, it's somebody's mom driving Uber in Oakland. Yeah. And so it's like, you never know where those moments can happen unless you know your data. So at, to this day, that's one of my favorite memories because the lady is like, all the people on the sidewalk are like, who is this girl? You know, but it was, yeah. it was fun. Um, but you got to know your data. You got to know where the people are coming from. That's like the number one. And I think that also helped you to say like, oh, I'm really known here versus if you would have gone somewhere you weren't known, no one would have been pulling off, you know, yelling your name out the window. Now you feel like you're, you know, a lot of people have a problem with um, yeah. imposter syndrome. So it's like, oh, people don't, you know. Well, and it's because of the internet, right? Because we're not seeing people face to face. So we're like, does this matter? Does this help people? And every, every couple of days when I'm like, I'm done with YouTube, I'm going to do, I'm going to go ride off into the sunset and have a farm or something. I literally get a message. Hey man. I bought my home because I watched your channel. I started investing in stocks because I watched your channel. I bought a car. I did this. And I, I, I learned um, tech cert certifications because of you. And I'm like, dang. So we had a lady buy like a, a multifamily. And she sent me this long post. She's like, I tried all these different things on your channel. And then I decided to stay focused on this one. And now I'm buying a multifamily. So it's just like, I love those stories. But you don't get those stories unless you're following up with your data. You're following up where their people are at and what are they needing. And surveys help with a lot of that too, though. And I, I love that fact. So I'm just going to put that note in. You cannot retire. I know you always threaten us that you're going to get off of YouTube. I do and, every week. <laughs> and I'm just like, no, she cannot, because then what else am I going to watch? <laughs> 
I don't really watch TV. It's plenty out there. It's it's but thank you. It's plenty out there. I do I do threaten about a league once a week. I'm out of here. I'm leaving. (laughs) Until I get my homestead, I'm leaving. Right. But you know, I find this platform to be uh, amazing. It's amazing time we live in, right? Because there's information is everywhere, but not everybody is accessing accessing it at the same time. So I can come on and tell you about something that's very known to me. I've been doing it for years, and you're like, I've never heard of that. Like I meet people sometimes now, they're like, QuickBooks? What's that? I'm like, stop playing. They got TV commercials, right? <laughs> or <laughs> I start going visiting different cities or I visit different conferences. I've never heard of that conference. I'm like, what? It's an old conference. You know, there's just value of information. It's so powerful if you're looking, right? So you come on the platform, you educate people. It's like, dang, I needed that. That's that one component. I need it. Thanks for you doing that on your channel. So stuff like that is why I enjoy it. Okay. I really love that too. And there was one thing that you had uh, quoted. You're just like, people will go and it's like what you're tapped into. That's what Mm -hmm. you'll see more of. You'll keep um, learning more, but you're like, oh, you can go on your phone. You can find where the hoes are. (laughs) And I was just (laughs) like, that is so true. People will look for what they want to look for. for What they want for. And I got so much (laughs) flack for that quote, but I mean it. Like y'all can get on these phones and y'all can find nightclubs and hookah lounges and big booty betties. (laughs) And you wait, there's free grants to buy a home. Yeah. What? Like they, they can't seem to ever find that. (laughs) Right. So it's really, it's kind of like you're, (laughs) it's like phones are powerful, but where's your mindset at? Wherever your mind is, that's where you'll flow. Right. Because the best thing I think right now for the internet is this exposure to careers. And I'll say it this way. I love the street interviews where they're just asking people on the street, how much do you make? And everybody in the comments are like, that's not true. No way. No way. And it's like, it's not true to you because you never met a person, mm-hmm. right? Every time I'm a military kid. So every time we would move, I'd start talking to people and they would tell me about careers I never heard of. Yes. I'd be like, man, no one ever told me about this. Right. So I moved to Austin. And one of the fun things about Austin the past 10 plus years I've been here is every time I meet somebody, they'll tell me about some job they're doing. I'm like, what, what is that? Oh yeah. I'm remote. I make 120 a year. You're like, but wh- where is that job? Right. And so I always feel really that's part of why I stay on YouTube is like, yo, there's so much out here, right? And so many people are like, oh, there's there's no high paying jobs. There's no opportunities. And I'm like, it's countless ones. Look over here, you know? So I love that point of the internet that it's starting to merge worlds. Does that make sense? Like, like you can't yes. be ignorant of like, oh, I, I never heard of this. I never knew. You didn't see this. You didn't see this channel. You didn't see this Instagram. You didn't see it on TikTok. You didn't see the trending tech jobs. You didn't see prices. You ain't been on glassdoor.com, like things like that. No, I completely agree with that because I remember going off of, I was graduating high school, trying mm-hmm. to figure out what my college major was and realizing that we weren't told of so many different majors, so many different opportunities that are out there because I knew that like all I was told was you could have, you could be a dentist or a dental assistant. And I was just like, I would never want to go to school for that long of a time to be a dentist. It's weird. It's like they rack up a lot of debt for teeth. I'm like, God bless you. Exactly. And then I was just like, I do not see myself following somebody around all day long to be a dental assistant. That just Mm -hmm. wasn't for me. But no one talked about what was in between, which were those careers like being a dental hygienist that you can get out in four years, being a physician assistant where Mm -hmm. you are doing so many things. And it wasn't until I came across this website. It was the 
Bureau of Labor and Statistics Occupational Outlook Handbook. Mm -hmm. And when I found that website, it was like the whole world opened up for me because it was like, oh, you are interested in this career. You might also be interested in these careers as well Ah. based on the job duties, the job descriptions. It really told you like, yeah. And what you would be doing all day, like if you want to be in front of a computer all day, then this might be the job. But if you want to work more with your hands, be a little bit more sociable, like they told you about those different skills, not just like, oh, in theory, this is what's going to happen. Like, no, this is how your work environment is going to be. This is what the pay is going to be like your low level, your high level, because I know I started going down the path of getting into a low level field. And I was so glad that someone kind of told me like, you need to start thinking about job prospects and what you're, (laughs) what you're, uh, what you're coming out with, not just like the degree, but like when you get out there, are you going to have a job that's in demand, a career that's in demand, or are you going to be looking for a job and struggling or making minimum wage once you get out there? So it was, that was a big, big change for me. And I think the internet does the same thing, like letting people know that, hey, you don't have to just go into this one area anymore. Like that was the thing everyone had to go to college mm-hmm. in order to like yep, be successful. And they thought, yeah, but it's, it's like, okay, well now, even if maybe you did that, you want to pivot, you can just take a cert- certification program. You don't mm-hmm. have to go all the way back to college again. Again, and you can do this in a couple of weeks. So I love that you highlight that and those things, those different opportunities, even mobile notary. Those mm-hmm. are some other things you talk about on your YouTube page and just so many different changes that can really propel people into such a higher level. Right. Well, the crazy part is when you bring up dental hygienists. So our family, basically, long story short, our family had money and we lost it. Right. So in the 80s, our grandma's like, everybody, we got to get going. Right. So I have an aunt who's doing hair, but she was going to community college because they were like, hey, you can take some classes. Huh? She's like, great. Now, this aunt's 80 years old at this point, almost 80 years old. So but she went and this lady's like, you ever heard of a dental hygienist? you know, you can come do this. And back then, I guess it was like six months to a year or something. It was like less time. And so she ended up doing that. And she had a wonderful life, wonderful career, was able to buy multiple homes and has a wonderful retirement at this point because she worked on the military base as a dental hygienist. And the lady was like, do you know, do you have money in your retirement? And she's like, what's that? And so you got to think like the lack of exposure can be like life-changing. You know what I mean? Like you have people who are on one track, completely get on another track. So and that's why I, I like the internet. It's it a dark is. place, it, but it can be good. <laughs> years before when they didn't have all that exposure mm-hmm. at their fingertips, just yep. sitting down to different things. It was like they had to actually listen to somebody else, mm-hmm. really know someone. Now it's like, oh, I can get on LinkedIn and I can connect with someone yep. and start talking to them. And they're now within reach where before they weren't, you know, that wasn't even a possibility. Right. And and we still need to work on Americans soft skills, too. But um, I think the Internet makes you think, well, I can just reach out and talk to anybody, which is good. One. But on the second hand, it's like uh, th- that's why gatekeepers still exist, because, yeah, I can see Mariah Carey. But can I really go to go talk up to Mariah Carey? No, not today. Right. <laughs> like but you might be able to talk to her assistant. <laughs> her assistant. I'll talk to her assistant. I might eventually get to her. But but that's just one of those things. That's why I like the Internet. I, I like it. So. Okay. So big life events, Mm -hmm. those are always happening, changing around. Mm -hmm. They've really changed the way I thought about the world. And I know that you've been vocal about wanting a family, preparing to do less, to spend time with your kids, your significant Mm -hmm. other. So what are some things that you're doing to prepare for that season of your your life and doing less with? 
Uh, so I closed out businesses. I've closed out partnerships. Like I was in, I was a part owner of a painting company and the other owner wanted to start doing fences and like, Hey, this is cheaper. And, and, and but the marketing was going to be more for it to be. So I said, Hey man, just go ahead and cash me out. And he did in like 2019. That's when you guys saw me more on YouTube. Cause I was like, Hey, I'm free. Like I got a lot of money. I'm doing great. You know? Um, but what happens is we have to usually lessen something to get more of something else. Mm. And you have to look at it as this is a great opportunity to go in another direction. How do you prepare for big life events? The best way I can tell people is like, get out a sheet of paper, write down what does Erica five years from now look like? What is she doing? Where is she vacationing? What she's eating? What is she feeding her babies? Like, what are you, you know what I mean? These are things, if you don't write it down, you're not going to do it. You're not going to have a, a direction or a goal. Cause there's a, a saying like, don't know what you're doing in five years. You're already doing it. You're already there. Cause you're going to keep doing what's comfortable. What's keeps you in the same habitat. What keeps you in the same kind of rhythm. Uh, people don't like change. We all know that people don't like change, but in order to grow, in order to get new levels, you have to change. Man, so I love it. Yeah. It sounds like it's really about doing less so that mm -hmm. you can do more and have a bigger life, not living a smaller life, but a bigger fulfilling life sure. of what your dream is in not limiting yourself based on where you currently are. I love yeah. that. It's also when you write down, how much does this cost? How much does the life you dream of cost? There you go. That's down the road. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, I got the big old house. I got the BMW. I got the minivan. Wait a minute. Hold on. Do, 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 do. Calculating. You don't want to be there. You want to do it before you get there. Yes. I, <laughs> I think, I'm glad that you brought that up because so many yeah. people are like, I'm a dream big. I'm going to put this on my vision board. But right. it's like, all right, how are you? What are the steps it's that the you're road. making to get there? You know, it's cool to have a vision, but mm -hmm. what are your steps? What are you doing each year, each month, each week, each day that's moving you closer to getting you where you want to go? So Erica, thank you so much for coming on. Sure. Please let everyone know where we can find you, follow you, your wonderful YouTube channel so that they can get knowledge. <laughs> hey, you guys, this is your girl, Erica Williams from the Classy Clown blog, right? You can find me on YouTube. I'm the third Erica Williams on YouTube. And you can definitely go check me out on Instagram at Erica's Classy Climb. The fastest is the YouTube channel. You're going to be able to get faster access to me and the links, the courses, everything there. And the live streams. The live streams, yes. <laughs> <laughs> So this has been an amazing episode of Do Less with me, Shanice Miller. Share this episode with anyone who needs to hear this today. Leave a five-star rating and review. And remember, if you're an entrepreneur and need to do less in your business, click the link in the description to work with me.